You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is a show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. Our live story comes from Spencer Diaz Toodle, and Spencer read us a list of all the people, real or fictional, that she would let hit it were it not for her monogamous marriage. This week, I sat down with Sonal Agarwal, and um, honestly, we just kind of talked. We just kind of talked shit. Um, we talked about diva cups and shitting your pants on the bus, and really everything in between. Here's Sonal Agarwal. So just you can just launch. I just so edit how it. do you intro it? You're like, this is gross shit coming out of coochies and booties. That's exactly right. <laughs> I say coming straight out of the basement of the Lincoln Lodge. <laughs> and and um, I mean, I feel like, so I did want to ask you, do are you desensitized to grossness? I, yeah, I think, you know. Do you feel like you're listening to stories now and you're like, that's not even that gross? I think, yeah, compared to, <laughs> yes, compared to the average American, I think I'm very desensitized. There's some stuff that I still find so gross. And, and for the most part, it's like boogers. When people are talking about their boogers, I go, that, I can't. What kind of booger <laughs> stories are people I sharing? Don't, I don't know, but that's the only thing that's going to go, <laughs> Like witnessing boogers or hearing about boogers? Both, but hearing so about So how it, are you with like blood? Like yeah, blood doesn't, blood. blood doesn't bother me. Puke doesn't bother me. I, um, I, one time, I think part of it with, one time, it's a comic that I think you know, and Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to whisper it to you off mic. This man, we're at a party. Phew, good thing I actually know who they are. We're at a party. He had one of the largest I was trying to not reveal gender. I've ever seen. No, um, it was a man. Like a visible. One of, I'm telling you, this thing was like as big as like, (gasps) this was like Texas sized, one of those dry ones hanging off of his nose. And I remember talking to him at a party and being like, I felt so uncomfortable. I couldn't. We're like friends. I, I should have been able to be like, dude, you got something insane on your nose. I, how long did this go on for? We had an entire conversation and it was me going, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. And I, were other people I'm not along. saying anything? No, get this. It's just me and him talking. I cannot bring myself to be like, Ugh. but I'm also like the entire, I'm like deeply uncomfortable looking at this thing. And, and then someone else joined the conversation and then I'm like, well, this person knows that I've been talking to him and haven't mentioned it. And, and, and he'll be like, I thought the other person would be like, you sick fucker. And I thought they would say something to him and be, and, and to at least, at least do that for me. They didn't say anything either. The three of us are having a conversation. I'm even more uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, cause once time has passed, there was the moment to say it. And now it's like, how long? Oh, there was so much tension. And, um, I had to, I just had to remove myself from the conversation. And then I came back like 10 minutes later and it was gone. And I mean, it wasn't gone. Smeared against the wall. I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, it probably (laughs) crawled off and like, you know, started. Yeah. Yeah. It became sentient. (laughs) When like fish crawled out of the ocean. I I mean, (laughs) and that was something, but there is something that you obviously enjoy also about being grossed out. Well, and I love what I really like. I can't watch that pimple shit. Oh, I love that. Yeah. On Instagram. I tru- I'm like, nope, scroll back to crocheting videos. I don't even find it that gross. I find it very satisfying. Um, 
But I do love I'm like, like how do people get to your this pants point? stories. Like that for me is like pinnacle of what I find funny. And like I've had people like watch me watch a show and been like, you really like that shit your pants stuff. And I'm like, I know. I don't know what it is. I, you know, it's not it's kind of an, an immature thing to like. I love I love the shit, you know, like that scene in Bridesmaids where they're all shitting their pants at once. Like that's <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's a great that's movie. perfect for me. I love that's that. A, yeah. And that's a very intimate moment, you know, like I I. Uh, have I been when introduced? When your body takes over and your I'm mind. So yeah. No, no, I'm going to introduce the hell out of you. <laughs> because I don't know if your listeners know this, but I have a intense history of hippiedom. And I've been in um, rainbow gatherings where there is like a shit pit situation. <laughs> Where people are like, let's go poop. I haven't ever done Wait, like, like group a pooping. Festival or what is it? What? A rainbow gathering is like this time. It's like a month long festival that actually started. You can Wikipedia this shit. And they happen all over the world. And it actually started like January 4th. It's in response to Independence Day. And it was people who were like, fuck this American nightmare bullshit. We're doing an anti-capitalist gathering of rainbow <laughs> and people. And we're shitting in a hole. <laughs> and we are shitting in like the shit pit. So people are like, I've never done that where you're like looking into someone's eyes as you're shitting together. But and I've definitely compost toileted. I've definitely... I have I haven't shit and looking into someone else's eye, but my <laughs> one of my friends is so comfortable with Sounds herself. So romantic. I know. I'm like I want to be. I can definitely pee anywhere. She's she has seriously. She's been sitting on her. It's on her toilet. It's not in a pit, but like, and I'm not getting makes direct eye contact with me and actively shitting, and we're having a conversation, and I don't mind it, but I'm like. She's trying to come in the bathroom when I'm shitting, and I'm like, I'm not you, so I, I can't do that. You're like, peeing's fine. Oh, yeah, peeing. Peeing's fine. Peeing, come gather I around. still mute myself, like on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone. You know, they never know on, on the, the phone until you flush. That's, that's what they I mute giveaway. myself. Yeah, they're like, the oh, I love when you mute yourself, and people go, oh, I think I muted myself. You're like, no, no, I did. <laughs> well, obviously, I did. Do you not see? We're FaceTiming. Do you not see that I'm in the bathroom? I feel like you can pee anywhere. Yeah, I can pee. I can pee. But I uh but I'm I for a long time was very poop shy. Like you couldn't pee poop in your not your own not toilet. my own home, yeah. I do I'm, remember I'm getting like over it in college get older, being like yeah. I can't fart in front of this guy, I can't poop in front of this guy. But definitely Oh, but I hate farting. Yeah. It takes me a long time to fart in front of someone. Uh I feel like I've had I had a boyfriend a couple of years ago and his mom farted in front of me and they were like, "Oh my god." you are so in she's never like somebody enough to fart in front of them <laughs> she usually blames the dog so i felt really initiated and i was like oh my god you know his mom uh, farted in front of me and i mean also culturally um as an indian we're we're i remember like my grandfather doing stuff like ayurvedic stuff where if you're congested we do neti pot oh yeah we my dad would my yeah my dad would, my dad had a neti pot and like the classic your like, dad is your dad a hippie like, yes he is <gasps> your bar- are you both your parents hippies um my dad is like full-blown and my mom like i think by like most standards she's she's my mom's very liberal but she like as she's got I think, does she neti pot no i don't not that i know of 
that is because we are like recording in a cold basement right yeah, now. Yeah, we're doing and in the basement. Jenna's I, like, I, I almost grabbed my jacket. And Jenna's like, you don't need that. It's actually really nice in the basement. I'm like, this is definitely cold. And she's like, <laughs> oh, oh, I guess I grew up in a house that was like kept at 58 degrees. It was, well, it's an old house. The <laughs> heat would just leak out. And we didn't have much money. So my dad's like, we're not wasting money that on to things me like is being more warm. gross than any amount of sharding. <laughs> <laughs> also my dad there was a period of time where when like me and my sister were in high school he was like he was like we're spending a t- way too much money on toilet paper and he truly he was it was he does was he not have kidding. any sons no it's <gasps> oh me, shout out to all the dads sister. with only daughters yeah. like my dad no he was like he was like we're doing you get one piece of toilet paper <laughs> if you pee and you get two if you poop and, w- and what about number three he doesn't know about that what is that liquid shit? no when you're on your period oh <laughs> No, I mean, that wasn't even in the conversation. But, <laughs> exactly. But the rest of us were like, that's kind of unrealistic. We were like, we can try to do two and four. <laughs> we're not doing two? one and Who two. Who can poop with two no, I mean, squares? Never and what quality of squares are we talking about? Well, I mean, that is good. that's a good question. If it's like, you know, I like Costco. cheap toilet paper, to be honest. What? I think the puffy kind You is... are so gross, Jenna. No, I this like the... This is the real grossness coming out. I like the kind out. of thin, wallpapery kind. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I think it works better. I don't get more traction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the fluffy shit. They're Charmin. I'm like, those sick, those sick grizzly bears are wiping with like a cotton ball. They're sick. They're gross. Why do we have bears doing all of and the why marketing? Are they so excited to take a shit. It's like their <laughs> whole life revolves around taking a wet shit. Ew. Do you know that um, as a stand up comic, do you you've told people that you do stand up right like your family knows yes certainly they do and you have uncles that know yeah what is that like and every time i go home for thanksgiving they go are you guys gonna put that in your skit <laughs> i go yeah for sure yeah somebody <laughs> farts and they're like put that in your skit <laughs> i have uncles that do that do you know the story about like the bear and the bunny that are shitting in the woods and no. the bear asks the bunny do you ever have any problem with shit sticking your fur and the bunny says no so the bear grabs the bunny and wipes his ass <laughs> no, i've never heard that now imagine like kevin hart telling that in a netflix special or something and now imagine one of the trains coming over one of the trains coming over is that gonna you can get that in post down here in the basement <laughs> now imagine one of your uncles destroying that bit that's you know joke at a thanksgiving or something you know and that's that's the pain that it is to be a stand-up comic <laughs> but you should still do it as a woman it is gross but still yeah, we do, do it. need more women um hot tip for all the ladies out there with dads that don't ha- that only have daughters because my dad for my whole life like even now if i'm on my period he'll be like oh so you're gonna be mean to us <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I lately I have been noticing that I'm like, I'm so sad on my period. Oh my god! I'm deeply it's sad. I like today I got because done we're running. being punished by God for not having a baby. It's, That's what my mom said. It's Eve's fault. She's the one that ate the fucking apple. That bitch. Apples suck. Just ugh. If it was like a pear or something, you could have like, just okay. fucked the snake and left the apples alone. Yeah, fuck the snake. <laughs> yeah, that was that was in the Bible for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 about the apple? Oh, because of Eve in the period. So are you asking like biblically why? No, we had some because because I used to tell my 
I used to tell my dad, like, I want you to be included in my journey. And this, I'm 38 years old. And this month, I was alone with my dad because my mom, I had to take him to a doctor's appointment, whatever. We're, you know, and, and I go, my, I'm like leaning over in pain. And my dad's like, what's going on with you? And I was like, I hit the gym so hard. Yeah. Abs. Yesterday, <laughs> my abs. And he was like, do you want any Advil? Do you want a bath with Epsom salts? Like all the shit that you need for your period, but without the discomfort of me being on my period. It's like, that's a life hack. Okay. I feel like just tell your dad that oh, you hit lie. the gym. Just lie. <laughs> just lie to your dad. Just lie through teeth. Okay. Don't tell your dad that you're on your period. Just tell him that you went to the gym. And my dad actually was um, pretty. Pro period. Yeah. Well, He's like, was let's get some... you a diva cup girl. No, yeah. I mean, he was. I didn't have to hide anything from him for sure. And I like my mom. I remember when I like first got my period. My mom's like, "All right, here's how tampons work, and you, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna put one in and you watch." And I go, <laughs> "Okay." And she was like, "I mean, she." And I will say, I, if the one thing she could have that she didn't explain well enough is that you got to put it in farther than you think. Oh, they do not explain that well enough on the Cause, box. Because I put. I thought I put it halfway. in halfway. No. Yeah, and then I squeeze it out, and I go, and I'm I'm seriously walking around being like, this is I, I'm like, is this what you people are doing every day? Because it was it was seriously, I mean, it was like the the bottom of the cotton was like sticking out, and I was like, this is unbearable. And do then, you, do you I, know anyone who has TSS? Like oh, the toxic t- shock. Yeah. No, I don't know anyone. Because do you? Yes, I didn't witness it, but my uh, very good friend from college. She got me started on the Diva Cup because she was so terrified of tampons because she saw her sister, toxic shock syndrome. Well, yeah, they're not good for you. And there's all these like, chemicals in there. Well, it is. And the, who can afford like eight dollar fucking organic the white? I mean, so that's that's what it is. Like, but it, I have heard that like the percentage of people that could get toxic shock is really small. But it's like, I mean, you could die. So it's like 10 percent of people could die like but probably yeah, but you know. just i mean just like winning the lotto i'm still gonna buy a oh scratch absolutely ticket. i mean i love i think the diva cup you make your money back so fast life-changing the, it's a but i I've, i should be sponsored by diva cups because I, I talk about this thing nonstop. but it's like yeah i love my diva cup well, i love it a, i've a had diva a keeper cup. i've had a moon cup i've had all of the cups yeah. It's like you know. My diva cup is black. <laughs> you're, oh, that is so impressive. No, it wasn't when I bought it. <laughs> Obviously, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That you've had it for so long. That's what I'm. I'm like, well, yeah, what, really impressed. Cost thirty five bucks. Um, and she bought it in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bought it when she, I was three. She didn't even have her period yet. Yeah, she was ready for the future. <laughs> for a while, I was wearing it as a little hat. <laughs> She's like, I will cork my coochie someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually Jeff one time. I had to explain to him. He was like, he's like, wait, how many tampons do you use? Per period, he was. He said he thought that you only needed one per period because it worked like a cork. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" Like you just trap it in there. You just trap your I like, period yeah, I in there, wish. and so it doesn't go bad, you know. And this is, you don't want to. I guess a diva, cup, a diva cup is does kind of work like a cork, I guess. But no, it's a reservoir. Yeah, but I mean, it holds when it. you pop it out. It, it all we all we have to take care of it. I usually have a flex cup right now. Oh, how's that? It's it it's one of these ones where it kind of like with the big wide it. ones. It's like it's one that has like a mechanism to flip. It looks like a lot. It looks like a lot of hardware. Well, but you I'm, can flip it like without taking it out. Where you don't have to actually like touch the actual cup. You can just pull on the stem. You can pull on the stem and it'll unseal the seal that happens with this, without this taking sense it. without with, taking it out without having to reach all the way in and, and then you actually can pull it in. Flex it back up. 
And then you do the same like tulip fold or little for you know double mm-hmm. fold or yeah. whatever fold you do to get it in there. And you spread your lips. Yeah. You get it in there. But um, you, if you don't, you have to be a little bit slow about it, or you can uncork and it you know confetti coochie mm-hmm. all over like a public. Re- I definitely didn't open mic at. I don't. I can't reveal the name of the bar because I don't remember. So you're <laughs> you're protected. But I, I was like, somebody sprayed Diva Cup all over <laughs> A this very bathroom. Sick bitch came in here. <laughs> and it was like, whoo! You're like, I think it was like a political statement. <laughs> I was like, how has nobody else noticed this? There's blood everywhere. I was actually impressed. I'm like. Feminism it does. stands. I this always, is progress. I change mine in the shower, and I will say when I dump it out in the shower, I go, wow, we. <laughs> then you got to take the shower head off and yeah. you do the whole thing. <laughs> There's some work to be done yet. <laughs> those, wow, we. Those, those uh, solid bits that are in there, I go, whoa. Bits. <laughs> What's that? Full bits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chunks. The bits. I mean, you reach in there and scoop around, right? Do you do the reaching in and my, scoop in around the in your coochie? No, in your coochie. Like you stick a finger, to kind of finger yourself and like scooch around. In to there. get the bits out? Yeah. No. I mean, <gasps> That's I so will, funny because well, I, I thought just, everyone does that. I just empty out the Diva cup and I pop it back in. So. Oh my God. I do like a in douche the with the shower head. Do and you every, really? Well, I mean, I just turn, you know, like you masturbate in the shower and you turn the shower head and you like put the pressure on your clit. Do you ever do that? <sighs> no, I wish that worked for me. I, I have to jack off so specifically. I, I can't, I've never... I wish I could come in the shower. I can't. I mean, I also find the masturbation process very specific and yeah, tedious, I'm, and not I'm, bad I'm not batting a hundred. No, no. Well, by myself, I'm batting a hundred, but with other people, I'm batting zero. <laughs> with ev- really? Yeah. Oh Lord. I know. I but I don't know. I well, you know what I think it is sometimes is like. It's almost kind of not very sexual to me when I masturbate. It's almost, it's like stretching or something. It's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't feel it like in my mind, it's not very sexual. And I think that's why I have a hard time, like pushing mm. it to having sex with people, which I do find sexual and I do enjoy, but rarely. So what age were you when you started? Have, I was 18, which felt late. When you were having sex? Yeah. I was also 18. Oh, look at us. Mm. We're so mature. Well, I was 17, but I was like, I was... It was a month before my 18th birthday. So I round up to 18. And I I grew up when it was during this time. I was, did a, you ever, I was a late bloomer, though. <laughs> did you ever Shocking hear, like, here, only 30% of women are biologically capable of experiencing orgasm? Ew, no. <gasps> Good. Because I did. I remember being taught that and just thinking, like, okay, well, I'm part of the 30%. And that's, or I'm part of the 70%. I'm part of the majority that doesn't. And they are so lucky. I would, I would, yeah. If you're like 30% of women can come from just somebody fucking them with their dick. I'd be like, yeah, for sure. But not, no, it was like possible. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. I I went, uh, do do you know, uh, I went to college in Indiana at IU. Do you know about the Kinsey Institute's like this? School of Sexuality. There was a movie. Oh yeah, the the Kinsey scale. Yeah, the well, the Kinsey scale. So this is part of the development. And then, um, I, so the point is that I started having sex when I was eighteen, and it wasn't until I was twenty-two, and I was I had a boyfriend that I was in love with, and I had to be in, and then I had an oh, orgasm with huge. penetrative sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like super embarrassed to tell him, and he was You're embarrassed so to tell him that you did come. Yeah, because I thought he would think it was weird. I thought he would think I, like, you know, no, you've always been coming. growing up. Yeah, I actually weirdly, I was embarrassed. Weirdly, I never I've never faked it. And I just but I remember for a long time being really embarrassed to be like, 
yeah, that's not going to happen. So don't worry about that. <laughs> like, but now I go, well, that was big for me is. Are you able to with the other person there, but like by yourself? Yeah. Oh, okay. but I, but they, that I, must be nobody so emasculating. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like, it'd be so much easier if I could do it. That I don't want to call it the normal way. Cause it's not normal, but it's like, I, the, you know, the, the way that they do it on the movies, <laughs> the way that they've showed it to us in La La Land yeah, or yeah. whatever. When, yeah. When, you know, watching Samantha Jones on sex and the city, just absolutely. I hate that show. Blow her stack like, off. This is not, but I do remember watching Kama Sutra and being like, Oh my God. That movie from the 90s. <laughs> well, you know what? That just reminded me of is Meredith Catchell had a joke about coming where she didn't know she she, she was coming, but d- didn't think she actually was because she was like, well, what I saw on TV was not what I was experiencing. Because <laughs> she was like, the, she, you right. know, you'd see the, the Samantha Joneses on TV be like, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was like a harmony. <laughs> But she was like, she's like, well, that's not what I'm doing. And it took her a long time to like realize that what she was doing, she was having an orgasm. And what was, what, and how I, did she describe I, it? Well, just kind of, you, <laughs> kind of more like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. That is what it is, though. Most of the time it's like, so, and I had that same experience where I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I've been doing it. I have been doing it the whole time. I, I've been scooting around on the carpet since so, I was a kid. Oh, coming. my God. And I was like, well, that can't be it. Watching because, porn on VHS. Yeah, that's not how they come on the OC. So, you know. I, and I do you know feel that. like energized after a good orgasm? Or are you like, I need to take a nap? I, a lot of the times. No, yeah, I do. I, it doesn't tire me out. That's for sure. I'll Sometimes, I'll, I don't know why, but I, I, I'll, sometimes I'll jack off before I go for a run. Oh, yeah. And I like it more before than after. And you'd think it would be the other way around, but. Sometimes when um, I'm usually really good at going to sleep because I go so hard when I'm awake that I'm like, oh, my God. I'm really good at sleeping, too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and I don't know. I took a seven minute nap the other day. Oh, amazing. I'm not kidding. I set my alarm. I only had seven minutes to take a nap. I said, let's do this thing. And I did. And did you <laughs> did you feel your body no, transition really, into a place of sleep? Well, you oh, no. Like no, rest, I slept. Though. No, I did. I thought you were going to say, did I feel uh, like rejuvenated? No, but you felt minutes. that you actually fell asleep. No, I was asleep. Yeah, I, I was asleep. So you can just be like, I need to go to sleep. Bye. I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly kind of a monster at sleeping. So you can sleep on planes, trains, buses. Planes are hard because... Planes? You're not, my body isn't comfortable. Oh, I but, but if my slept. body's comfortable, I can sleep for a very short amount of time. But on a plane, no, on a plane, it's like, <gasps> where like, you, like your head falls down and then you go, fuck, and then you wake up. I can kind of, I have enough scarves that I can, <laughs> Jenna can see yeah, me right now. Yeah, for the listener, Sonal is <laughs> mostly scarves, to be honest. There's so many layers. This is like one of those like, those like goosebump stories where she takes all the scarves off and there's there's just nothing under it. Just this frail, <laughs> tiny, <laughs> emaciated body. She's a skeleton underneath. <laughs> 80 scarves on them. <laughs> and on, if I'm on a plane, I take, I, I support my frail little body with all of these scarves. Well, that's scarves. big, yeah. Supporting your neck. I once slept on a flight from like Chicago to Delhi. I think it was a direct flight. And I remember how long people, is that? It's like 16 hours. Ooh, yeah, that's a big one. I also did three days of like partying and no sleep and, you know, yeah. psychedelic dr- enhancements. And you think getting on the plane, I remember doing all this Molly before I flew to London and being like, that's fine. I'm going to sleep <laughs> for eight hours. And I was so jet lagged no! when I got there. I was like, but couldn't even walk straight. Yet. I had people coming up to me in customs like you were the girl that slept 
the whole they're like are, are you okay i'm like i've i've been raging it like, for, something happened to you? like i saw you i saw you you truly you didn't even need any of your meals you know and I'm yeah like, they're coming by with like roast beef three like, times damn it i missed the roast beef honestly those long flights the meals they're not good but i love them it's kind of like trader joe's so frozen squishy. food really <laughs> i mean what difference are yeah, we talking microwave, about come on get get heavy with it and some of those like indian airplane food meals but are you, you delish take an, you take an edible oh i bet they oh yeah delish i was say going to going to london we were getting like um chicken and pasta or whatever but it was, I, was chicken still, and pasta. I was still enjoying myself they tell you if you don't want to be jet lagged not to eat i'm not gonna not, i'm not gonna not eat you know, I'm thinking. I'm about, eating. That's you know, part of the. That's part of the money I paid. Is, yeah, is for my wet chicken to come by. <laughs> and the little crackers. Yes. The little biscuits. Oh yeah, and those nowadays uh, they don't give waffles. Hello. Oh yum 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 yum. And I I do like getting my movies in. On it's on so the plane, fun. I'm Especially like I must watch have, every movie. When but you have I fall nothing asleep. to do and there's no Wi-Fi and you like can't do the stuff you're supposed to do anyways. A movie is amazing. I feel like I bring my little projects. I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on this. I need to write on this. And then I'm like, never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're usually for 16 hours. And then I'm like, <laughs> ooh, James Cameron's Avatar. That's definitely a <laughs> on the plane movie. Ben you want to watch enjoy. that in a, in a tablet, in a tablet version. Sorry, I was burping. I, why didn't you burp straight into the mic? This is like the gross podcast. Well, I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, that's so polite. That's so polite. She's like, gross and polite. How are we doing? Good. Well, I'm going to read you some little stories from the audience, and then that's what we're doing good. I feel like I, I just want to drop in some advice about gross stuff. You know, like, we're all gross. We all shart. You just got to wash your knickers <laughs> and carry on. I feel like and I'm in my 30s now. And that's going on the T-shirt. <laughs> Wash your knickers again. And carry on. I started recently on the bus. It was like the 36 and I was on my way home from work. And, and I was like, oh, thank God I'm on my way home. And I was like, I'm going to stand. That's like when you get like rained on. You're like, oh, I'm going home so I don't care. I'll, I'll be a little I'll wet on the way home. I have <laughs> in-unit laundry, bitch. I'm shart prepared. What caused the shart? Do you know? Mm, dietary choices <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> i just remember being mm, like i'm choices. gonna stand out of courtesy of the bus <laughs> yeah there, there's like there's like a 16 year old he's like no 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 you sit you're like no no you <laughs> i think a part of being chill is like faking it we're like i'm chill i'm fine i'm super chill oh, absolutely i'm standing and i'm chill fake it nobody knows it. that there's poop outside of my body <laughs> <laughs> i have pooped a little bit <laughs> I have in-unit laundry focused but on also, in-unit you laundry. You know, on the bus, I think that's pretty par for the course. It's a classic. You can shit your pants on the bus a couple times. You, I mean, <laughs> if it's not even visible shit, does it even expected. count? <laughs> if you don't visibly shit. If no one else saw the shit, did it happen in the woods? That's does exactly it make right. a sound? There we go. Out on a I hope it make a zen sound. poem. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, at our live show, um, the audience can submit their own disgusting stories to be read on stage anonymously, and these are some of those stories. And and I here are a couple for you. So, this one this one is short and sweet. It just says, "I shit my pants at my father's funeral." <laughs> <gasps> oh, 
the layers of but shame. On, that I know, but honestly, and also emotional when you're release. sad, I I feel like I do kind of get diary when I'm sad. We're so supportive. I uh, yeah no I that we that, support you. That makes a lot of That's sense. That's a release because you're, you're it's like you're holding on to a lot. I do yeah no and it's like it does come out. What is it? The body keeps the score. You know that <laughs> shit. You love that shit, pervert. <laughs> no, I just heard about that though, where people will like do that like hip hip. hip. I'm like well, a you, spiritual you yoga, pervert. Right? You're like a big yoga person. Yeah 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 totally. The, like the hip, the hip thing where people cry. The hip thing where people cry? What do you mean the hip thing where people Wait, cry? Wait, you, are you not a yoga person? I mean, I I mean, I don't know what white people yoga means with the hip thing that no, makes I just, people cry. I've just seen a couple Instagram stories where you climbed into Lake Michigan in January, so I just assumed you did yoga. Yeah, but what does that have to do with people crying? Every video you post, I was literally screaming <laughs> at my phone going, no, no. no. I was like, I, was I like, love Stop. that. It's not too late to turn I love that. I love that. I know it's, it's literally a hole in the it's ice. It's because I hate the cold so much, and I was like, oh. I must stop hating the cold. God. I must stop hating the cold. Oh. I will. That was plunge. making me. That was making me cold. Just to. Ugh. We're gonna go. Um, I'm gonna no, get Jenna this... in the lake. Oh fuck no! Well, I'm. You know. Tell me about the crying. That thing. being said, I am used to cold water because I'm from like. Way yeah, up you north. grew up in 58 degrees. I am used to like jumping in where you come out like. <laughs> Like your body takes over, <laughs> like it, it's really some of the scary. And shit. then you get that adrenaline. No, no, yeah, it's not the worst, but I, it's where like you jump in and you're still underwater and your body is going, you need to breathe right now. Yeah. And and I'm like, no, because I'm still underwater, but my body's like, no, it's kind of a big deal. We got to do it. And now <laughs> and people so have like downloaded an app for that, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm learning to kick on my. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they pay money for cryotherapy, exactly. And you're they like, do. you could have just grown up, grown up with. Jenna's oh. hippie dad in yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> you can just grow up in northern Wisconsin. You'd be freezing cold all the time. Um, no, there's this like um, it's called like a hip, hip like a uh, hip pelvic f- opener or pelvic flexor. There's like this weird thing where you like that makes people cry. Open your and they say that like a lot of like your trauma is stored in your in body. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, then, and that the hips, like your like pelvic area, like stores a lot of it. And so when people like open it up, they'll just start weeping. Cause I like it's that. like letting it go, and I've talked to a couple of people. Like Lucia, for one, she said that she's in that hip thing and it made her cry. And I worked with this girl that she was like, she like was taking one of those. She was getting like certified or whatever, and she was like, she did this hip thing like days in a row and would weep every time, like like uncontrollably. I mean, it's she so was like, dope. but she's like, dope. I have a lot of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you're like, okay. Oh, I love crying. I cry all the time. I cried oh, today, a couple times. Oh, good for you, let it flow. I have been. I don't know. I'm not. Well, I'm not in a very good place in my life right now. But every time I get in the oh, Prius, Jim. oh, I am crying. <laughs> I love driving around going. <laughs> I get done running, cry. Not I crying. I go to. I've been going to the UIC gym because I have an alumni membership, and I was like, oh, I took too many classes this coming semester. I just love creeping on the youth. I'm just in there <laughs> creeping on the. Youth. And I and I, I I cry in the pool, because no, it just looks like you're swimming. Oh yeah, totally. I, I, you can cry when you're running, and it just looks like you're running extra hard. Oh yeah, it's like whoa, wow. I, I cry when I'm running so all sweaty. The time. You're I sweating love, on your face. I love crying when I'm running. Yeah, especially at the end, I go. <gasps> <gasps> so swimming is more low impact. If you want high intensity yes. crying, run. And if you want low impact, also good cardio, swim and cry. Okay, back to the stories. Okay, all right. Here's one. The first time I did anal, I got drunk. And had a flight the next day. I barely made my flight, threw up in the airplane bathroom, bled through my pants, and had to convince the friends I was visiting that it was not a good night for sushi and sake. 
What an adventure. That's an airplane ride this for you. This is like a comic book. Wow. Sonal was on that airplane. She was passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Like, Completely unconscious. I'm ready for sushi. <laughs> um, okay, I'll read, I'll read you one more. I was I was on a train in, in India, and it was like a two-day train, and we got these ganja edible things and they you, they're very very cheap and they're government distributed and i ate so many that i passed out for like the whole two days and there was this girl from spain vomiting like in the same train compartment and for for like an hour and i have no idea about it because i was so passed out so that is true when oh, i pass out yeah. in public transportation you can puke and i will not help you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not available you know i've never needed helping uh, helping i've never you're I, so independent i've never needed a second help you're sharding of puke no but I, when puking. i when i puke i go don't look at me <laughs> i don't need it when I, I got this hold my hair back i'm like i'm like i might pee my pants a little leave me alone like i just need a moment she keeps her hair cut short for yeah that's exactly right yeah <laughs> it's for blasting puke <laughs> okay i have one more for you okay and it says my dad repeatedly in all caps caught me <laughs> when i was masturbating by oh, rubbing no. myself on the banister no, no. outside of my bedroom between the ages of five and oh, eight poor dad <laughs> and who cannot identify with that <laughs> i was jacking off really weird growing up i was i was seriously i was scooting around on the carpet and i was, remember doing it at my grandma's house and being like thinking no one knew what i was doing and now looking back i'm like clearly <laughs> i was like a little dog in heat like <laughs> on my poor grandmother's white carpet oh my god but they didn't stop you though right well they didn't stop me because it was too awkward they're gonna be like hey can you stop I think that around. counts as support. I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's very like that's very the Presbyterian farmer way of being like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this, and so I shan't. <laughs> if, if I close my eyes, I can't see you, and you can't see me. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. <laughs> <And you> can, <laughs> that's what Jenna was thinking. Scoot, I was scoot. watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everyone comes at least a little bit. Yeah, come a little bit. What the heck? More than 30% of you, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Our live story comes from Spencer Diaz Tootle. Spencer is an improviser and a poet. Um, you can see her at the Second City. And this was recorded in January of 2022. Here's Spencer Diaz Tootle. shit and I'm also a poet and a storyteller and like a dirty slut. Um, it's true. Um, I was really thinking about this show and what I wanted to share with y'all and reflecting on all of the nasty things I've done and like the grossest thing that I've done recently is that I married a straight white man. <laughs> I really did and I, I also love him and I'm not going to be like no it's fine because like you know, you, you have to just kind of believe me and trust that it's fine. Um, but so before we got married, I was like a power slut, super slut, fucking like everyone. It was so fun. And when we got together, um, a lot of my friends were like, like really looked at me sideways and at him because he's also a power slut. And they were like, you want to be in a monogamous relationship? Like, 
you, you won't be able to be a slut anymore. Um, to which I say, fuck that. I'm still a slut. I just don't tour anymore. I have a show in Vegas. I'm Jayla. Um, and that's that on marriage. Tonight, I'm gonna share with you um, a poem for the sluts, which is everybody here, right? Um, it's about that moment where like, you're on a date, probably with someone that you met through your phone, and you do not like them, but you are going to fuck them. <laughs> because that's what you came there to do. <laughs> okay, let me make sure my phone's quiet also, because that would be embarrassing. It is. Nothing is particularly interesting, but everything is deliciously new. Delectably unfamiliar peep, my vermilion lip pursed against a lily-livered collar. Peep, these vermilion acrylic tips dipped in persimmon, scrape a spine, make a grown man grow taller. Wait. How many tattoos do you have again? <laughs> you show off, I laugh, you waste your money. Your jokes are not funny, but honey, I've never called anyone honey before in my life, and here I am, both paws sticky in the pot. And yes, I love another shot. Con lima, pero sin sal, because I don't know you well enough to say anything bad yet, and I don't think I'm gonna give you a chance to change that. Stranger danger is more attractive than a well-known anger like it's laughable. And we're both baffled as my snake silks slide off their hangers. Fangs bared and brains spared. Come hither as fuck before a bitch has time to reconsider. We'll slither in and out of skins until this blooming poppy withers. But I promise, inside and out of prose, poetry, or pussy, I am still not buying what you sell. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I wrote that before I got married. And, um, <laughs> This is something that I wrote today. A non-exhaustive list of people, both fictional and real, who I would absolutely be fucking if not for my monogamous marriage. <laughs> One, you, my AP US history teacher, Mr. Adcock. Yes, that is your real name. Yes, you are still hot. Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> told you that if you didn't raise my progress report B plus to an A minus, my mom is gonna slap me. <laughs> and while I was being honest, and while you did lift my grade, I believe you owe me at least like one spanking for that ruthless manipulation. You, Mr. Adcock, again, real name had an illicit affair with the dance teacher at our arts high school, Miss Martinez. So I already know you don't respect the sanctity of marriage and that you likely fetishize Latinas, just saying. <laughs> Number two, you, the character Achilles, as depicted by Madeline Miller in her novel, Song of Achilles. Number four, you, the character Achilles, as portrayed by Brad Pitt in the movie. <laughs> Number five, you, Rachel, who used to be a barista at the Emerald City Coffee on Sheridan, RIP, by the way, to the Ooh. coffee shop, not to you. <laughs> you, Rachel, are still alive 
and your lips are still so pink and full, syruped peach slices that I am still desperate to suck and bite and slurp. See, this is still poetic. <laughs> Rachel, you used to have the meanest girlfriend named Dawn, real name. <laughs> Do you remember Rachel when we smoked that blood together that one time and you couldn't chill because you were so anxious that Dawn would be mad at you? Rachel, honey, you deserve better. I still imagine beating Dawn's ass. <laughs> Punches, solid contact, fists to jawline, or one very calculated bitch slap palm to cheek. Sometimes wanting to beat someone's ass mean you actually want to fuck them. Number six, Dawn. <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> You, the guy who approached me last weekend at Uptown Lounge. I do not remember your name. You, who checked to see if my friend Matt was my boyfriend, apparently oblivious to the man that Matt was openly flirting with, apparently also oblivious to my literal wedding ring. You, who had twinkly eyes and hairy arms. You, who had serious Mr. Adcock energy. <laughs> you, who eventually offered me mushrooms. You, who said you wanted to talk to me because I looked like I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I do not want to talk to you, just so we're clear. I want to suck on your thumb. I want, to, I want to find out if your ass is also hairy, and I want you to grab my neck and whisper bad sonnets down my throat. I want to never remember your name, and I want to eventually erase you from this list. Number eight, you, Dolores, the character from Disney's Encanto. If you've seen the movie, you get it. I will elaborate no further. Number nine, you, my husband's dad. You are, you are actually dead, and we actually never met. But you can still get the business. I don't know why. You just could. Maybe it's Freud. Number 10, you, every Uber driver whose car smells thickly of cologne, pull over. Number 11, you, most faithful fan in my DMs. You've only ever sent me heart eyes and flame emojis. You know who you are. Sir, I actually do want to fuck you which is very atypical considering the prescribed and conventional manner in which I usually regard fellows in your position. Perhaps my marriage is merely an ancillary detail in our eventual star-crossed love story. Emoji on, King. I see you. <laughs> Number 12, you, my clone. I want you to lick your asshole and watch you come, you juicy slut. <laughs> and finally, for this list, though the full list is much, much, much longer, number 13, you, the audience, each and every one of you, you are all hot, and you've all listened to me read a poem and then talk for like five minutes straight, and that's pretty much my only criteria. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. I've been here with Sonal Agarwal. I would love for any of you to follow me on the social medias. I'm Sonal Media on all the social medias. 
was supposed to be like a mnemonic, like easy to remember. I don't know if it's working. I don't know, branding. <laughs> I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast was produced by me. Our theme song is Type of Wound by Natalie Grace Alford. New episodes come out every Monday, and our live show happens every third Tuesday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge Theater. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.